Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Buker and Friends podcast, co-starring 10-year NFL veteran and Super Bowl champion, Will Blackman. Manning from the end zone, he throws, and it's a first away, and it is picked off by Will Blackman, the former Giant. Tim Dwight watches it hit, bounces, picks it up at the 10, slips a defender, fumbles the football, it's up for grabs, it's covered in the end zone by Will Blackman for a Green Bay touchdown! And now, here is your host. Let's send it over to Rick Buecher. Rick Buecher. Welcome to another edition of Buecher and Blackman, subsidiary of Buecher and Friends, part of the United WeCast Network. I'm Rick Buecher. You can see me on FS1, read me on Bleacher Report, hear me on Radio.com and Intercom Terrestrial Stations. And you can follow me on Twitter at Rick Buecher and on Instagram at Rick underscore Buecher. He is Super Bowl champ, NFL vet, Will Blackman. You can hear him on Fox Radio. You can see him on FS1. And you can follow him on Twitter at Will Blackman and on Instagram also at Will Blackman and also NFL Wine Guy, right? Yeah, look at you yeah. trying to give that a plug. Yes, no absolutely. discounts for you. Absolutely. Not looking for a discount. I will say, are you modeling or are you selling wine? What are you what are you doing? Cuz I saw I thought I saw a post of you in a what is it? Leather jacket? Nope, Looked like cut you off, were cut off hoodie. Cut off hoodie. Okay, I was close. No, nope, you hoodie. way off. Yeah, I know. I was that was being facetious. And I am the brand. I am the NFL wine guy. I am the brand. And okay, so, okay. so it's me. It'd be one thing if I was like, okay, you know, if I had a wine label and it was supposed to be about the wine, but I kept taking pictures of me. I am the NFL wine guy. You know, in a me. way, you, you do you do look sort of like a bottle of wine. That sounds especially weird. with the hoodie, a Merlot, a Burgundy, and you and no, but your silhouette, your silhouette kind of has a little bit of a wine bottle. Uh, elegance to it. Stop. Give it up. Really? Okay. All right. So um, this is going to be more of the Will Blackman show than the uh, the Buker. It's going to be more Blackman than Buker because there's a number of subjects that you are very close to or intimately uh, connected to that uh, is news. And we're going to start with your alma mater, Boston College, which just... Uh, fired its head football coach, Steve Adazio. And a couple of former players came out and were critical of him on social media, which you don't see every day. 
but you did in this case. So uh, let's start with how do you feel about Adazio getting the hook? Um, I thought it was it was time. Um, you figured you have seven years, and I believe he finished forty four and forty four. Right. Um, I think he just I think it, he just plateaued. You know, like I here's the thing: I respect what he did in terms of everyone saying, "Oh, he rebuilt the program. He rebuilt the program." It's like, well. He kind of put his stamp on it more so than rebuilt it. Uh, before him, Frank Spaziani, he had well, two winning seasons and two losing seasons, and then they moved on from him. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Coach Adazio came in, 7-6, uh, 7-6, 3-9, 7-6, 7-6, 7-5, 6-6. Just consistent, just being mediocre, not really you know, beating, um, I don't think we but probably beat very few ranked teams. Um, you know, losing, not going to many bowl games, only one, one, just, just inconsistent. You know, um, I think, uh, one year he was ranked. That was last year. We were 17 at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it was just inconsistent overdue. Like I said, I, I respect the fact that he tried to bring in the, uh, no, the blazers for, for the players. We, the, the guys would walk down together um, after games, they did the fight song. He had these sayings: "Be a dude." That that's all good and well, but at the end of the day, like, are you, are you winning ball games? Sure. You know, I had a conversation with some of my you know former teammates, and I was like, "Dude, we want." I think our worst year under O'Brien, we we were um, I think eight and five. Other than that, we were nine and three, nine and three. I we never lost a ball game, never lost to Notre Dame. Um, went to a bowl game every year, never lost Notre Dame, and um, I did not know the fight song. <laughs> All of us were like, "Yo, we didn't know the fight song. We were we were out there kicking butt. And we, right, like, come right. on, man, we were just- you, you weren't singing the song. You were just bringing the fight." That's what I'm saying. Like I understand, right? I understand. Like I said, the tra- tradition. It was cool trying to bring some structure to the program. I respect that. We were competitive. I respect that. But it just wasn't enough, and guys just weren't responding to what it is. Right. And yeah, as you mentioned, you know, in the beginning guys came out the woodwork saying stuff, and I don't, I don't agree with that. You know, uh, one of one of it is former colleague. I didn't play with him, but Andre Williams. I guess there was a situation where Dazio didn't look him in the eye and whatever when he came back for like a legends game what have you and i'm like dude that's okay that seems a little petty it's yeah it's kind of like dude like let it go right and if you know coach if you know coach adazio he's just he's just different he's not gonna hug everybody and and wish you well and all like it's just he's just different it is what it is you know this i understand i was telling my wife earlier that you know, I understand if he's still in the seat and guys are coming out the woodworks trying to get him out of that seat. It, right. It's still wrong, but he already got fired. So why is why is everybody come out telling their stories? Yeah, that's that's the problem that I have. To be honest, is that you're going to come after the fact. If you got an issue, bring it up while it's happening. You know, I mean, and deal I'm glad with he's it. fired. I'm like, come on now. Yeah, 
I, it's saying. By the way, uh, 2002, and Tom O'Brien was your uh, was the coach at Boston College while you were there. Yep. Uh, you guys were n- nine and four. Yep. In uh, and but won the Motor City Bowl. Yep. So uh, I, I I get all that. Um, there's usually one of two things when a guy gets fired and uh, let's be honest seven years is a good run i mean you can't he can't it's a very good run he can't say he didn't get a shot <laughs> however however we we did get a new athletic director martin mm-hmm. jarman and he came from ohio state so it's kind of like when you get the new gm yeah when I, you get you know everyone's auditioning hello hello ron rivera right right exactly I mean, we'll, which we'll we're gonna to get to yeah. yeah um Right, everyone's under evaluation, so it's kind of like, hey, you know, last year you finished seven and five, yep. could have been an eight-win season, but the bowl game got canceled, which is <laughs> just so weird. But you know, let's see how you do this year. Once again, another mediocre season, and it, it was just time. Right. It was very time, and, and I don't know. And it's it's just funny because so many people, even one player, I forget his name, Matt something, Matt Patchum, I think he played one year. He transferred from. Florida to Boston College with Dazio and was like he's trying to build a good program and try to get to to his history and what he saw. I'm like, dude, he did this kid. That kid Matt doesn't know the history, doesn't know the BC's history. Like, so my brother is a Boston College graduate. Um, he attended BC in '95. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to Boston College games probably for ten years, including yeah. like playing in them. You okay. know, right. Um, I seen, you know, when Dan Henning's time was up and then Coach O'Brien came and took over. I seen all that. Like I've been seeing BC football for a long time. So I understand the history of that. You can't play one year and then say that he was gonna do this. Yeah, like you said, seven years, that's a long time. Oh, that's a good stretch. So yeah. there's usually one of two things when when a a guy can't get off the snide as a as a football coach, as a basketball coach, on at the collegiate level, whatever it is. There's coaching and then there's recruiting. Right. Was the talent there for BC to be better than they were? Was it which which one was it? That- I believe the talent was there. Okay, I just think they didn't just they didn't capitalize capitalize on what they had. I didn't, and also I wasn't sure of what kind of players they were looking for. Obviously, he's you know a fantastic O line coach. Like that's what he can he can do that. He also gets Brian White from Wisconsin, who's a fantastic running back coach. He was the running back coach when Ron Dane ran for 2,000 yards and, and other backs that did well after that. Hmm. Um, but it was just interesting, like, in terms of us getting, uh, you know, quarterback. We have so many quarterbacks on our team. Like, I don't know what, what kind of QB he's looking for. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's the biggest thing, too, is that just re- recruiting-wise. Someone also said um, – Oh, well, he didn't have, like, the resources. The resources came late in terms of, like, the indoor facility. We just got that, you know, extensive weight room. That came in a few years ago. Like, he didn't have the resources. But I'm like, dude, Coach O'Brien, 2002, he signed three U.S. Army All-Americans. That's equivalent to the McDonald's All-Americans for basketball. Signed three of them, including myself. We had no indoor facility. We had a share weight room with all the other sports. We practiced outdoor on a baseball field. You had no indoor facility in no. Boston, Massachusetts. We put a bubble over the stadium. Huh. 
So how, how much, and, how much and, would and that we affect the temp, temperature? Hold on. And we were sponsored by a Reebok. <laughs> we were the only Reebok school. What, Fila wasn't available? Fila, Reebok is great <laughs> in terms of like everyday lifestyle, but man, we were Reebok football. Right. We used to laugh at that because we were the only Reebok school in the country. Everybody <laughs> had these cool Nike vapors. I actually wore Nike some games and got in trouble. Uh, um, Rebel. Hey, man, I got to play, bro. I got to <laughs> You, Ant- Antonio Brown in his helmet, you and your cleats. Oh, yeah. my helmet. I had a, that was when I had a helmet issue, too, going there. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, but I don't know, man. It, it was just time. So who, so uh, any thoughts in which direction they go? Is there somebody out there you'd like to see them hire? Uh, what's I, what's I the think, feeling? I, think what's a, I don't know the feeling. I spoke to um, a couple of. Uh, people in, in the office there and and eventually hopefully i get to talk to um martin before he makes a decision just to you know i, I do want to get involved and, and see what's going on to help hmm. the program but i think somebody needed there is someone who's a leader of men somebody who obviously is really good at recruiting and, and understands the bc culture what it's about do you, you have know? somebody in mind do you have a yeah. list? You have you have somebody in mind that you would recommend or that you'd like them to take a look yeah, at? I mean, the first name that comes to mind for me is is Al Washington. Okay. And he played defensive line. Uh, we were the same same class, and we were actually uh, roommates um, at one point during our career. Hmm. Um, and then right, he's currently the linebacker coach at Ohio State. Okay. Before that, wow. he was a D line coach at Michigan. Okay. Um, and just just a fantastic individual. He he almost has like that um like that Mike Tomlin vibe. Hmm. You no, know? just knows how to get it out of people. And just and just watching him, just watching him as we play. Like I was the rebel. I was the one that was really athletic. I can get away with doing you know not doing everything he was supposed to do, what have you. But hmm. I was very athletic. He was undersized D line, but he did everything he was supposed to do. I'm talking about down to the last rep he every night he when you say stretch every night al stretched every night to the point where al can do splits at like three, damn it two, 300 pounds <laughs> like he, wow wow not even yeah and just it just loves people man and he's i think he would be fantastic i i don't care if he never had any coordinator experience you don't you don't need coordinator experience you just need to know how to lead people i remember when, when i was in new york coach coffin did not call one play hmm. Hmm. one play hmm. mike tomlin i don't see him calling any plays right Right. Can you lead guys? You can get coordinators. Can you lead guys? Can you get players? Can you motivate guys? Can you aspire guys? And I believe I was the guy. I know I also threw out uh, Peter or Carmichael Jr., the OC for the Saints. He's also a BC graduate. Okay. Uh, and so he has some BC ties. But I just think right now that would be super cool. Yep. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned t- Mike Tomlin because, and, and I want to, we, we've got to get on to Ron Rivera and some other subjects. Right. But. I, I, there are people in the business, people who cover the NFL or, con, or consider themselves NFL experts who killed Mike Tomlin on the regular when everything's going on with Le'Veon and Antonio Brown and the, the, the impression that they were underachieving in spite of the, in spite of having Big Ben and Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell and Tomlin wasn't a disciplined coach. It was, everything was at his feet. And I always looked at it one, having been to a couple of Steelers games, having been around Tomlin, and how and seeing how guys continued to play for him, uh, no matter what hand he had. And it's to your point, like I, I just to me, he was the consummate 
leader. And But when you have... I mean, look at the personalities that he was dealing with. Look at Antonio Brown now. He's not even in the league. Le'Veon Bell is lost with the Jets. Big Ben, obviously tremendously talented, but he he said some strange but things he's a, at strange yeah, he's times, a head case too. too. He exactly. Wasn't a, he wasn't a piece of cake, and Ex- obviously dealt with his uh, issues with the law, too. Exactly. So my thing was, you guys keep putting this at Tomlin's feet like he's not a disciplined coach. You've got... Uh, major stars who you got to find a way to utilize what they do best and keep guardrails up to keep them in. But that is that is one of the great challenges of, and not to compare Tomlin to Freddie Kitchens, but it was what Kitchens is going to face. You like when you have a massive amount of talent, like that doesn't mean you automatically win. You got to figure out how you can harness it. Right. And get that great talent to play within your system. Right. And they have to be amenable to that. Like this can idea you, can that you, you get can the, make them. Right. Can you get the best out of the worst player? Exactly. Yes. Can you, right. Can you do that? You yes. know, and he has every right to complain about everything. Even down to that, even after the fight, didn't even blink. Right. Ah, you know, we're going to bench Mason, put in Duck Hodges, and we're going to we'll go win the game. Yeah. No, no, no. The, I mean, if anybody questioned Mike Tomlin as a coach, I think what he's done, what they're, they're on their third or fourth quarterback now? They're on their third. They traded away uh, Dobbs, and right. they, they have three. Yep. So, so, and they're in a wild card spot right now. This may, if, if anybody, for all those, I, I, I just haven't heard the, you know what, my bad, had it wrong on Tomlin, because he's been savage like the last two, three, four years. Listen, how about this? Uh, he took over, what, 2007, I believe? Yeah, because the, right. they, they won in 2006. Zero losing seasons. Right. right. Zero. Right. 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 <laughs> okay. Right. And how many times okay. to the playoffs? Um, it looks – hold on. Let me pull something. It looks like one, two – Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight playoffs and one Super Bowl. Right. Impressive, hey, man. No, without without question. That's what I always mi- mystified me. And 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 the same people that were killing Tomlin were, you know, singing the praises of guys that hadn't done anything and didn't have the track record he had. Who have never gone through adversity. Yeah. Like the whole the whole wave with the you know, the wizard offensive coordinators, the wizard play callers, like praising those guys. It's like, yep. dude, yep. wait till you go. Let them go through something. Yep. Exactly. Well said. So uh, with all that, uh, we do have to get to Ron Rivera, who does not have his job anymore. For those who don't know, Dave Tepper just uh, purchased the uh, Carolina Panthers a year ago. And uh, his answer to getting rid of Ron Rivera after nine seasons was it was time. This doesn't fill me with a lot of confidence about Dave Tepper as an owner. Now I'm always going to give a guy coming out of the gate, wants to have his own people, wants to change things up. I get it, but I don't know unless you already know who it is that you're getting. That's what I'm saying. It's, That's always it's, how it is. It's it's um, unless you have that lined up and th- he's a a proven quantity 
What are you doing? Because again, Ron Rivera's track record, and considering some of the the whole Cam Newton saga and what they've gone through with his injuries, I I question this move. I question making this move now. What's what's the purpose of making the move now? Unless you're doing, unless Rivera said, "Hey, look, if you're going to get rid of me, let me go early so that people that are already looking at." making a change with their, you know, Cleveland or wherever it might be. Like I they they're going to know that I'm on the market. I can begin that process of looking for my next job. If that's the case, then I you know, I I I feel completely different about Tepper. That he's that he's doing Rivera solid. <laughs> Wants to make a change, but hey, I want to put you in a p- position to to go on and find, you know, another great job. But I still again I like you know, everybody was high on on Cliff uh Clingsbury going to uh going to Arizona. He still may end up being a, you know, demonstrating he's a great coach. Sean McVay with the with the the Rams. It's be careful. Adam Gaze, how many is he going to get another shot? I mean it, Well, I think him I think him and uh Douglas are friends, the, the new GM. Right. No, no, I I get that, but I'm just saying I'm just saying you I don't know the a, a guy a, a, an experienced head coach who has had consistent success as you said has gone through a certain amount of adversity and you're going to go get the shiny new object right because why like I, I just change for change's sake I don't believe I don't believe in that. If there's a flaw, if you're looking at the talent that you have and saying we're not getting the most out of our talent, okay. But I don't, re- I don't recall, and you refresh my memory. I don't recall a time where I looked at the Panthers and said, you know what, they're they're underachieving. They're they're not being coached. Like I I never, I I don't know that I would say that about the Panthers over the last. I don't know. Certainly, last three, four years. Would you? There's, there's somebody he wants, like you said. There's somebody he wants, but, but we just said it earlier though. When a new guy comes in, everyone's on the evaluation. Right. And by the way, you're starting your program over. Yeah. Like that's what he's saying. The idea that you're just going to pick up and take off the the situations with Jim Harbaugh coming in and taking over the 49ers and them. Look, they were loaded with talent. They were ready to be coached up. Uh, that was the missing piece there. Right. I don't I know mean, that that's necessarily the case with the yeah, I don't, I don't, Panthers. Yeah, I don't know. I think they just dealt with something. That's why this whole Cam Newton thing is, is so weird to me, man. It's just... What do you think happens there? I don't I don't even know. I don't even know. Because I think initially they, they almost thought about him sitting out the whole year because his shoulder, whatever it was. Right. And then coming back and his foot... And I don't know. It's almost look like basically okay. You look at you look at the Washington Redskins. That you know they're not playing Josh Norman because they don't want him to get hurt. Because apparently they're going to make a move. You know, and I've with seen him? that before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I've seen that before with RG three. Okay. And so it just seems so weird, you know, because Cam is such a competitor, and for him. I'm sure he's dealt with worse. Yeah. Well, and so everything, his, everything going back to his college, college career. Yeah, everything just seems, worse. everything just seems so weird, man. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. So 
it almost looked like David Tepper is like, hey, I'm put my, I'm. He literally said, it's time for me to put my stamp on the football side. Yeah. We already made adjustment yeah. on the business side, so he might, he might be going after a hot young name. Be maybe he does. Maybe he does keep Cam, and maybe he goes and gets like a. He's trying to his best to get Lincoln Riley. But I think money wise, that's a challenge, right? I mean, right. keeping Cam kind of binds them. Can you can you afford to keep Cam, especially if he's not playing? Like, is that a worthwhile investment? If you're going to continue to play Kyle Allen, can you afford to be paying Cam Newton what you're paying him sitting on the bench? Considering, I mean, look, they do have to upgrade their team. There's no, there's, there's no doubt about that. But, and so the, the question is, can you, can you afford to keep Cam that way? We'll see. We'll see. He gets the opportunity to put a stamp on it. Um, by the way, I want to, I want our listeners to know that, uh, Will at one point was going to uh, eat snacks throughout the show in protest because we started our recording. I, I'm assume this is why you were going to be obnoxious and do that because you were upset that we were recording 30 minutes later. What is that I- got to do? What is the, what what is the announcement for? Uh, because you are doing us a favor and you're not doing that. Even though, do you have the snacks right there? Are the the Hawaiian onion ring chips? That's what you. That's what it is, right? And your daughter discovered these. She did. And how did your daughter discover Hawaiian onion ring chips? Because she is the snack queen. That's why. And I know, but how, how old? Is I don't your, know. I, how old is your daughter? She's four. <laughs> so what? She's like at the store, like picking things off the shelf. Like she what do you say? She, she does. Every time they come home, I go in a cabinet. There's a new snack. <laughs> Are you a snack guy? I like to snack, yeah. Are you a- I, I usually snack, you know, at nighttime when my wife and I we decide to watch some TV or something. We, we, uh, what, were you, what, what are you snacking on? Uh, it depends. If it's, if it's early, say if it's like right now we no. have time, I might make a full-on charcuterie board. Whoa. Whoa! I'm thinking popcorn. No, no. If we have, that's what I'm saying. If we have time, but if it's like eleven, maybe midnight, then yeah, we'll you know we'll get chips and I like these uh, plantain chips from Trader Joe's. Fantastic. Plantain chips. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. That sounds healthy. That sounds healthy. Sorry. We're we're into this new thing called Milton's. They're uh, it's a gluten free cracker. They got them like in a. That sounds like an old person snack. No, it's uh. No, it's not actually. It's not. It's it's tasty, and like it's healthy. You have to be fifty five and up to eat. No, that. no, like no, no. Required. Because because my daughter who is is uh, in high school loves them as well. And we have there's a um, there's a dip called bitchin' sauce. I hope we don't yeah, lose our I heard, clean rating. I heard. About, yeah, I heard about that. Oh, the Chipotle bitchin' sauce. It's pretty good. Yeah, Milton's with the Milton's crackers. We used yeah, to use the, the nut thin crackers. The sauce is pretty good. And then the Milton's came along, and Milton's just killed the nut thins. Nut thins might be kind of the old person cracker. I'll yeah, give you that. my wife she discovered the sauce that that sauce from uh, Trader Joe's a long time ago. We go through that like we go through a couple of those. My that's my, my wife. She's she's a serious snacker. Cereal, serious snacker. Cereal S E R I A L, not the cereal. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Like the breakfast, uh, the breakfast food. All right, um, by the way, so is it over? Is the deadline passed for us to see Will Blackman in uniform again this season? There's no deadline. I never retired, so it doesn't count. Okay, so Saturday was the deadline for Rob Gronkowski. To unretire and come out and play. To, so because he retired... Yes. He would have to unretire by Saturday to come back. Yes. So you yes. are still eligible to sign. I never retired, correct. Okay. So what are the prospects that we are going to see Will Blackman? Give us an update on the potential of Will Blackman putting on his vapors again. Unless you're going to break out the old Reeboks. No, I never wore Nikes or Reeboks in the NFL. I wore uh, Adidas and Under Armour. Okay. And was that a deal? You have a deal with them? I did have it. My last deal was with Adidas, yes. Got it. All right. So what's the are, – are there still – is there still a possibility? Yeah, there's still a possibility. Um, I'm not pressing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sitting there hoping, wishing, praying. If they call, cool. If they don't, then I'm going to keep working on, um, you know, the media side. Okay. So that's I've been put, I've been putting my attention there because I – that's what's going on. That's what's current, you know, doing the shows um, on the radio and yep. then going on, you know, heard and speak for yourself. So yep. that's what's going on. That's what I've been focusing on, you know, and if a team does call, then I'll be ready. But until then, I'm not going to stress about it. Got it. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, what was the other thing that I wanted to hit you with? Oh, I, I can't. I can't figure out where you are on Kirk Cousins. So he, here's what's disappointing, okay? Okay. Kirk, Kirk is, ha- is having a fantastic season. Yes. Well, uh, and okay. Yes. What do you mean? How? But how? How you say? He started uh, slow. Listen. He started okay. slow. Big deal. What do you mean big deal? Fantastic season? Uh. Deshaun Watson is having a fantastic season. And his team is what? Eight and four, seven and five, whatever it is. Okay. What's your point? The the Minnesota Vikings are eight and four. Right. What's your point? What's your point? My point is Kirk was having a fan is having a fantastic season. Um and he was he arguably was in a conversation. He was he could have put himself in a conversation in terms of MVP. No. Yes, he could have. No. Because he, he literally had identical, if not better, stats a week ago as Russell Wilson. And his team was playing very well. That, tw- that comeback when they were down by 20 points, Dalvin Cook had 20, 26 yards rushing. Kirk there were big games where Kirk Cousins has did everything he was supposed to do. Against what kind of team? And so, and then he won his game on Sunday night in Dallas, did his thing. 
However, and and I thought, and I'm like, okay, if he can get this done on Monday night versus Russell, that would totally catapult him right in that conversation. And? And they didn't get it done. That's all. That's my point of me saying I was disappointed in what happened because see, it was a chance. See, my problem is anytime they've played a team of quality, he's. I've been. Mean, Kirk's numbers have always looked good. His stats have always looked good. His stats looked good in Washington. It's why he ended up getting the the, the deal that he did with the Vikings. It's why he had a certain number of people who were saying, I can't believe they continue to franchise tag him. They should lock him up. But they, like, if you're going to pay him what the Vikings are paying him, he he, he not only needs to win games which he has but you need to win games big games against your top opponents and that's where still left me a little short yeah they beat dallas i think dallas we kind of know who dallas is uh they're not as good as we thought they were the well, everybody Raiders, was, we everybody, that was, a big was win. everybody was praising dallas I know. Well, and they kind of got exposed for maybe not being everything that we thought they were. Right? Okay. So, give me give me the signature win for the Vikings with Kirk Cousins this season. Which It is- was it was the Dallas game and it was the comeback versus Denver when nothing was going right. You can say what you want. Like he had, he literally had one bad game this season. One, and that was week two statistically at Green Bay, where he threw for a two thirty, but he had a fifty two rating and forty three completion percentage. Denver Broncos. At, Denver Broncos are a four and eight team. It doesn't matter. Everyone is beating everybody this year. Like you're, you're, you're making it seem like just the Dallas because. Cowboys are a five hundred team. Okay. Like, I'm just saying, if you look at who the Texans have beaten, if you look at who the Ravens have, come on. Kirk Cousins was never in the conversation with Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson when it comes to MVP. He could have had he won this week. That was my whole point. Well, then he would have had a signature win. But that's what doesn't. I'm saying. I'm saying he could have if he won. That's my that's my whole point. You're like still, jumping. You're jumping on it when I'm not even like I didn't even get to finish my whole thought. My whole point was <laughs> that he could have. I was disappointed because he should have won this week, and that would have helped him out in terms of what in terms of putting himself in that conversation. Maybe maybe it's a, a difference of opinion on what in the conversation means, because he still in my mind would have been behind Russell Wilson and would have been behind Lamar Jackson, so. Would he be on the ballot if you were picking four or five guys? Okay, maybe, maybe. But would you put him there ahead of Aaron Rodgers? Until, had he, like I said, had he won, he could have been in that, once again, he could have been three or four. Would you put him ahead of Michael Thomas in New Orleans? He could have been three or four if he beat Russell. Okay. All right. We'll leave it. We'll leave it there. But here's the thing. So you're you are vouching for Kirk Cousins hard right now. 
Like, no, right? I'm not. Any, I'm not anymore because he lost. <sighs> Understood. I, my whole point was, had he done what he was supposed to do versus Russell Wilson in Seattle, he would have made a strong case for himself to be in a conversation. Did I think he was going to be like win or lead? There's, there's no way he was going to win or lead, but he could have been at least talked about if he if they won last night. I guess the hard part for me is when when we ever we like I thought we were in agreement why Washington didn't hitch their wagon to him and that Kirk is no, a very they, they good No, they did offer. They did offer and Kirk said no. Right, because he expect he thought he was worth more. Well, no, but he he didn't, he didn't trust the Redskins. That's why he said no. Okay. Well, that's yeah. That's another matter. Okay, fair enough. Fair that enough. That is the he matter. Said, so he didn't want to be there. He did not want to be a Redskin. Okay. And I actually don't have a problem with the Redskins kicking the can down the road with him until they thought they could find somebody else that would be better, a.k.a. Alex Smith. So, but I, I thought you and I were in agreement that Kirk is a very good quarterback, a good quarterback, maybe a very good quarterback, an overachiever in terms of studies his ass off, works hard, but is not an elite quarterback. Is not an elite No, quarterback. we we do that's what, you're not even listening, dude. We do I never said we didn't agree on that. We do agree on that, but I'm saying that he was this season he was playing like an to elite a point, quarterback? He was he was getting to the point where he could have put himself in that conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, I, you're not eating snacks, and so I'm no. going to take that as a plus. And you're still a little grouchy. The fact that we started recording all. late, so no I'm way. I'm not going to. Well, he played well the past. I don't care who the hell it was against. He played well the past whatever three four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before we go, I wanted to run this by you. Looking at the playoff, and I don't. I didn't. I'm springing this on you, so I don't know if you're ready to address this. But we've got the Steelers and the Titans tied right now for the last wild card spot in the AFC. Uh, the Steelers actually have the the tiebreaker um, based on best win winning percentage in conference games. And and so then the top five are the Ravens, the Patriots, the Texans, the Chiefs the Bills, and the Steelers. That's the six in the AFC as it stands right now. In the NFC, we've got the Saints, the Seahawks, the Packers, the Cowboys, the San Francisco 49ers, and the Vikings with the Rams lurking at seven and five in, in the seventh spot, one game back behind being behind uh, Minnesota. Do you expect? Is there anybody? What are the Rams' losses? Bucks, Seattle, San Fran, Steelers, Ravens. Yeah, they've had a couple bad ones. The Bucks' loss was a bad one. Yeah, it was. Uh, do you see the playoff picture changing as far as who's in or who's out? Like, do the Vikings? You think the Vikings can catch the Packers? For the division, um, depending on the health of Thielen, Cook. No. well, Thielen, okay. yeah, well, I would say Thielen, absolutely Thielen, because no one else can catch passes. Everyone else, they were dropping everything yesterday. 
Fair. On Monday night. Um, although they had a big fourth down play where he didn't put it, he didn't quite, Kirk didn't quite put it in the right spot. No, they, that was a horrible play call. Nobody was open. That was a bad play call. And I then, and then uh, Zimmerman should have challenged that. He should you have thought it was pass, pass interference? He should have cha- at least challenged yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What you- th- these, uh, these coaches don't know how to use it right now. Like, you got three timeouts, challenge that. Find By the out. way, how are you? Speaking of, speaking of that, I think part of the, chal- the, the, the reason that you're not seeing them challenge more is because they're so uncertain about what's going to be called. We'll find out. Yeah. Well, okay. Because he, definitely, that, jumped, that, he and, definitely jumped on his back. But you it, know? It, it, if you're thinking in that instance, it's going to cost me a timeout if I get it wrong. I'd rather have two, a timeout in my got pocket. got two more. Well, it's, for, it's fourth down, though. Like, don't throw it on third down. It's fourth down. Yeah. Find out. Because yeah. then it was over after that. Agreed. So uh, to, to go back to my question before we shut this down, do you see anybody jumping into the playoff picture? You see the Titans, I don't know, overcoming the Steelers. Or, I mean, the Raiders The Raiders are still at 6-6. Six and six. Colts are still at 6-6. Six and six. I don't have their, their schedules in front of me. And, I, you know, sometimes we do that. And we'd like – you can prognosticate based on who they're going to play. But then you got people losing to teams you don't expect them to lose to and beating teams you don't expect them to – there's matchups that go at this point. And everything's – there's so much parity that I don't know whether that really, really matters. Um, I think the I think the Rams could figure out some way somehow to jump Minnesota. Okay. Um, and I could see, <clears throat> depending on depending on the quarterback play, offensively for Pittsburgh, you know, Tennessee is is lurking right there, you know, and and don't know I don't know what happened to Oakland. They just fell apart. Yeah. The, you know what? You know what happened to Oakland? They don't have DBs, man. They, they need to pull sign, our boy they, Will they Blackman sign, in there. They didn't sign me. That's what happened. That's exactly, that's exactly right. It's I, I also, I like Derek Carr as a guy. Jury's still out for me. On him, I think he's as good as the talent around him. I think he needs time. I think he needs quality receivers. I think he needs a running game. And I know that but every quarterback have, needs that. You shouldn't have to need all that. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have. No. Well, you shouldn't if you're getting paid what he's getting paid. You don't need. You don't. You just just play catch, man. You don't need all that. Yeah. All right. Russell doesn't need all that. Russell needs nothing. No. Tom Brady needs nothing. Kirk Cousins needs Adam Thielen. That's why he's not in the MVP conversation. Kirk Cousins has been playing well without Adam Thielen. <laughs> Yes, he. Yes, he has. Yeah, exactly. against That's against in, inferior opponents, he's been playing uh, playing well. So why is no one saying anything about New England? Uh, by the way, you know what? I'm glad you. They're ten and two, and they lost to two good teams. And two losses. So you're still buying. You're still you're a buyer, not a seller, on the New England Patriots. I'm never selling New England. Are they the best team in the AFC? Absolutely not. Are they the second best team in the AFC? Um, that's debatable. Are they capable of being the best team in the AFC? Yes, they are. So they they're capable of beating the Ravens in the postseason. They are capable, no question. Okay. Uh, are they capable of losing to the Texans again in the postseason? No, they're not going to lose to Houston again. Yeah. 
by the way, before we go, I wanted to, I was searching for a positive note to end on or something that's a little more lighthearted than uh, our, our tiff over Kirk Cousins. And but your tiff, you you felt you're you're trying yeah, to yeah you're right out of me and it's not I, happening. It I, was like <laughs> I said if I because my thing was had he had he won the game against Seattle that would have helped him out, but he yep. didn't. So woulda coulda shoulda back to square one. Yep. Uh, so we saw the Texans linebackers coming in in the garb. Did you ever do anything like that? No. Wear like a Halloween costume to get all manned up for a game. Did you ever play against somebody who did anything like that? Not that I know of. Did you have any teammates who did anything like that? Nope. Is that a relatively new phenomenon? I feel like it's somewhat of a new phenomenon. I don't know. Why, why is it always the Texans? They wore the letter jackets to New England. And it's always against New England. What's up with that? I don't know. I'm not there. you got to ask your boys in Houston. Uh, you've got At the end of the day, whatever... Whatever, because I had a buddy hit me up. Yeah. And he was like, they're going to get stopped for doing that. I was like, dude, whatever whatever works to keep them together, I'm for it. So if they all decided that we're all going to do this together and show up together, then so be it. At least they're doing something together and not a bunch of individuals walking around like I'm going to have my own good game. They all, they all did it. They, they all, all did it together. They all wore the letter jackets and they got stomped. Then it happened. At least they got stomped together. In their letter jackets. New York Giants wore black to the Super Bowl, and they said it's going to be a funeral for New England. And, and it, it was. Yep, they were. Yeah, what you got to do? All right. I'll the receivers the, the receivers wore Canadian Christmas pajamas <laughs> to the game on Monday night. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be interested to see you. you. Wait till you see what I wear the next podcast with you. No, I won't care. It'll be, it'll be a... a uh, maybe we should do that. Maybe we'd have better solidarity if we were wearing, like, we came up with a theme, some garb that we'll wear. Silence. Love it. All right. That does. <laughs> you really that offended by that idea? Oh, dude. I'm letting. You're just going on. Okay. I'm trying right. to go. I'm trying to go spend time with my wife. And you're wow. Like, oh, okay. You're that does it. Rant. That does it for this episode. Man, does that do it for this episode? <laughs> of Buker and Blackman, subsidiary of Buker and Friends, part of the United Wecast Network. Uh, please rate and review the show uh, on iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, if you want us to do something for you, we have a couple of books. Uh, I'll show you Derek Rose's uh, autobiography and uh, A Life in Two Worlds, Yao Ming's uh, autobi- biography written with me. Uh, Derek did his with Sam Smith, the great legendary NBA writer. We will send you an autographed copy of one of those books, your choice. But you have to rate and review us and then send the rating and review to at Buker Friends and you will be eligible to win. All right, that does it for this episode. And in the next, uh, unless I, uh, one of my NBA uh, friends comes through and I have a guest, I am going to be talking, and even if I do, uh, there's. I feel like we're losing the game. The NBA has become a game. That you, there is such a thing as too much of a good thing, and the NBA is discovering that. And I will discuss that in the next podcast. In the meantime, for Will and myself and Kirk Cousins, thanks for listening.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.